everyone, this is David Sparks, and I'm joined by my fellow Mac Power user and host, Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen. Hey, David. How are you? Good. I think there is a rite of passage as a host of the Mac Power users, and that is you have to do an email show before it's official. I don't know how we let this slip through the cracks. I made it a year and a half before the email Email is always an issue. I did a post on the forum asking for people to talk about their problems and solutions in email and in prep for the show. We're going to talk about that towards the end of the show. There was like 70 or 80 responses. I mean, this is something that is always on people's mind. And it's frankly always in motion. We've covered email in the past on the Mac Power Users, but it's been years. And I know all of my workflows have changed, and we've never heard from Stevens. So we thought, what the heck? Let's talk about email. Let's talk about email. Yeah. It's funny to me, I was thinking about this before we recorded, how email just means so many different things to different people. And that's reflected in that forum thread. But for a lot of us, email is basically only a work thing. And basically... I rarely email or get emails from friends about social things unless it's like a big announcement, right? Yeah. Like a, hey, we're having a party or something where it would be difficult to text 30 people. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of people use email for everything. A lot of people just use it in work. People have different accounts they have to manage. It's always different for everybody. I think today we're going to try to hit as many sort of use cases and solutions we can because, honestly, a lot of this comes down to how you need to work and sometimes that's enforced upon you by an employer or somebody like that yeah I, I do feel like for a lot of people it is a source of dread you know I uh, I have a friend that works for a large firm and the partners send him emails and they expect him to respond immediately and it's like uh, the guy did you ever see lost uh, only sporadically it's like the guy in the island he's got to type the code in the computer every 20 minutes for the world ends you know it's like mm -hmm. that's that's his feeling it's like I can literally not put my phone down because if I don't get an email, don't respond. Of course, his real problem is he's working for a jack, but that's a thing for people, and I can understand why email brings dread. But we're going to try and talk about it today in a way that's healthy and maybe help you figure out some ways to deal with those people and, uh, and get better at this. I think we should probably just start with the email technology. Uh, we've covered this in great detail in the past, so we're going to make this a shorter discussion, but just let's talk about the idea of POP, IMAP, and Gmail. And these are the technologies that drive email. To begin with, POP was the thing everybody had. Um, and the way POP worked was you'd get a server, it would hold your message, and it would drive the message down to your computer and leave it off the server. This is just kind of a simplification. But back when we all had one computer, it was great because it got the message off the server and onto your computer and everything was dandy. Mm -hmm. Is that a good summary? It is. The way I used to explain it to people, POP is still around, but it's uh, dying off quickly. But I get questions about this pretty often. And the way I would explain the difference is POP is how the, the post office works, right? Your postal service, you know, the woman who walks through our neighborhood every day. She has my mail, and then she hands it to me. That's how POP is, right? They no longer have a copy of it. I have the copy of it. And it means that there's only one copy. So an email is like an actual letter in the world of POP, where with IMAP, to contrast that, IMAP both... It's like the post office and I keep copies of, of my mail. And so IMAP, the server keeps a copy, and your computer keeps a copy. And what that means is you can have multiple devices 
and they all stay in sync. I remember, David, I remember for years, it was like the bane of my existence. Someone would come to the Genius Bar and be like, hey, I'm getting email on my computer, but I don't get all of them on my phone. Yeah. And sure enough, you go in and they're using Yahoo or AT&T or Comcast or something over pop. And it just didn't scale to a world where people had multiple devices. The cable internet providers were classic at using and sticking with way too long pop servers. Mm-hmm. So if you had an email address through your cable company, you know, in my area it's Cox, uh, it was a pop mail account. And the same thing, uh, friends and family all complained to me. When the iPhone started to get traction, that's when you really saw it because that was, for a lot of people, that was the second device. You yeah. Know, not, not many people were crazy enough to have a laptop and a desktop computer, but a lot of people right. started to get an iPhone to go along with their computer, and you had to get them onto an IMAP server. And so so IMAP, um, that not only does that cloud copy allow you to keep it on every platform, it also follows the truth is in the cloud metaphor. So you could put a folder in, say, Mac Power User Feedback. And it would populate that folder up to the cloud copy, and the folder would show up on all your devices. So if you moved an email from one dev- on one device, it would show on all the devices. It's just a kind of a way to use email on more than one device at the same time without going crazy. Yeah, that's right. And it was a, a huge boon to a lot of people's productivity. Like you said, when you, when you get that second device, or if you wanted to log into your email, you know, on your work computer or something. Uh, the first experience I had with IMAP Emo was .Mac way back in the day. Sure. Apple was early to the game. Yeah. And I was only checking it right on my PowerBook. But then, because I am who I am, I bought a Newton and used it in college. And I could get my email on my Newton, and it was synced with my PowerBook, and it was awesome. I love that you figured out IMAP for your Newton. I, I, I may have told this story on the show before, so forgive me if, if I have, but... I had to take like the network card to the IT help desk so they could assign the MAC address to my student ID because the browser didn't support like the login thing they had. And so I remember the guy just looking at me like, what are you doing, man? What is this? You know, but they did it. They put the MAC address on there and I could browse kind of and check my email. It was awesome. You know, it's funny because see, the Newton came out about the time we had our first daughter. And I remember (laughs) thinking Newton... Or diapers, right? And so <laughs> I never bought a Newton. I just I just couldn't afford it at the time. And you talking about it makes me, well, I think I'm going to get on eBay or something. I need to get myself a Newton just to play with. Yeah, you should. Should get I? Get a, a 2000 or a 2100, though, because they're, they're like the good ones. Yeah, how much do they cost? On eBay? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked in a while. All right. I, uh, I have self-control issues on eBay sometimes. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't browse anymore. <laughs> I, I think you need to, you and I will talk about that. I need to figure out okay. which one I need. I'm, I'm going to okay. get a Newton. I'm going to play the Newton. Anyway, um, so so IMAP showed up. IMAP is kind of, uh, has I, I don't want to say open standard, but it's kind of like the standard. It's not controlled by a specific company. Um, it's a great way to manage your email even today. And uh, frankly, it's the way I prefer to manage my email. Um, you know, because oh, yeah. w- with an IMAP account, I can move it between different mail services. We'll talk about a couple of those in a minute. And, you know, I just kind of feel comfortable with IMAP. Like one of the reasons why I like IMAP is because SaneBox, I use SaneBox and I have no problem attaching it to my IMAP account. I know they work with the other systems as well, but I just kind of like the portability of IMAP. Mm-hmm. 
And then the other one is a little more proprietary. That's Google's account, and that's the the Gmail protocol. And that started out as IMAP, but it's become more. It has. They have so far kept most backwards compatibility with IMAP, but they wanted to go further than just the base IMAP spec. And so now, if you you know sign in with the Gmail account, like on an iOS device or a Mac. You actually like usually authenticate out to the web and mail is doing a little bit more in the background than just pure IMAP fetching, but it it works the same way at the end of the day, right? You have folders that sync and all your messages stay in sync. I'm sure Google would like you to use their web interface and their iOS app, which we'll talk about in a little while, but it does work, continues to work in the built-in mail client. Uh, Most of the time, over the years, there's been periods where it works better times than others. But yeah, Gmail's sort of, they're sort of doing their own thing, but they're so big they can get away with it. You know, somebody like Yahoo Mail, which is, I'm still sure huge in, in certain parts of the population, you know, they're doing standard stuff, but Google wants to layer additional stuff on top. Yeah, so so IMAP, it's IMAP Plus. And I wrote a, a field guide on email several years ago, and I still get email from uh, customers about that. And quite often they'll say, my IMAP is behaving oddly. And if I write them back and say, are you on Gmail? Nine times out of 10, they are. It's mm-hmm. even, even though they say it's backwards compatible, in my opinion, Gmail is something separate and you almost need to treat it as something separate in your mind. It, and it's fine because there's some great features with Gmail. Maybe that's your thing. But if you just want to use an IMAP client, don't set up a Gmail account. That's, that's one of my takeaways. Am I, am I being too uh, draconian? No, not so. because I mean I think there's a real possibility in the future that they break away from my map completely. Like, Google does their own thing. Yeah, that, so. that. Well, 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 well.